Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 305 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. We are talking about what we really served for dinner and ate and consumed or went out for or ordered <laughs> <Yes>. in <laughs> the week yep. of March 8th. So we've been talking about this for a little while. It's actually the fourth time we've done this. And we'll link up episodes 72, 196, and 254. But the idea is that we take a week of our real life. We write down what we actually served and ate for dinner each night. And then we talk about it on the podcast Um just as a way to remind everybody that what you plan ahead to serve and eat and what you actually eat are often two very different things. Yeah. And I, I think it's so funny that every time this comes up, I go through all these mental gymnastics to try to fit, like to pick, pick the right week. Like what's the week that's going to be normal. What's the week where I'll have the kids more so I can talk about family meals. Like what's the week where I don't think I'll be going out. And then what ends up happening is of course I get halfway in the week. I'm like, Oh man, I wish we'd done this last week. Like Last week, my meal plan was so much better and I actually pulled it off. And as you'll hear us when we're talking, it doesn't always go down the way you plan for. And that's okay. That is very normal. That is normal. And that's hence the real life part of this. And, (laughs) you know, I, I don't have any problem with when people share their meal plans for the week on a Sunday, looking at the week ahead. I don't have any. I think I find that very helpful, very inspiring I just think we don't talk as much about what actually happened because by that time we're looking ahead to next week. You know, we all know that stuff goes down during the week and plans change and we order pizza we didn't mean to and the kids refuse to eat something. So we let them eat cereal. And we know in our heart of hearts that that's part of feeding a family. But fewer people talk about it than they talk about their aspirational plans for next week because that's just how we are. We're like, well, get back on the horse and do a plan for next week. So that's what drew us to this idea. And I think that's what, you know, we've had listeners say this is one of their favorite little series that we do. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's important, the real life part of it, even if Megan, it didn't go exactly, even if it wasn't your, your ideal real life. It, it, it wasn't my best effort, but that's okay. And I want to mention two things that happened that were a little bit different, um, for me recently, or that are changing, I guess, the way, um, I'm eating now going to eat and some things I've talked about in the past. One is that I finally did buy, um, I guess I bought an eighth of a cow. Okay. Because I split a half of a cow with my special man friend. And then my brother's family and I split the half. 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 Right. So we split a quarter. So I have an eighth. So that meant I had to move, either throw away or move almost everything out of my freezer. Um, Mm -hmm. It means I'm going to be eating a lot more beef and a lot less pork. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're a big pork family. I did have a pork shoulder in my freezer that needed to get used, but, um, it, like I took it out to let it thaw and forgot that a pork shoulder will take days. Oh, days. Yeah. Thaw. It, it mm-hmm. takes forever. So I had planned to make that like Tuesday and that got bumped way in, down the line of the week. And you'll just be hearing a lot, a lot more beef talk for me. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was like an order from like a small family farm. They're all grass fed beef, which, you know, is a little more expensive than the stuff you can buy at the store, but like mm-hmm. it really is a difference in flavor. Um, yeah. And it's just like the way that they're raised is more in line with what I want to be supporting. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there was that. And the other thing just to mention, not, this isn't like an excuse. It's just a reality for people in the Midwest mm-hmm. or in Northern climates is that this is the time of year. The weather starts to get real chancy in both wonderful <laughs> and awful ways. So yeah. sometimes you think this is going to be the week that you're having like this, you're going to make stew or something. Mm-hmm. And then that day it's 55 degrees out and you can grill or you can go out and sit on a patio or like, you don't feel like doing any of it. Cause you just want to go for a long walk or whatever. So yeah. um, we're having a lot of those temperature swings right now. And um, that was happening that week too, which did it, it totally affected what we ended up eating. Yeah. Well, I a hundred percent support going, going where the sunshine is literally and yeah. figuratively. So if that impacted your dinner plans, I think it was for the better. Um, I want to mention that we put you in included in a comment on an Instagram post one time that we would love for listeners to send us their <laughs> week of real life dinners. And I meant to kind of follow up or announce it on the show. It was really buried. It was buried deep in yeah. a caption that you put up about your pot roast and we'll, we'll get to what the night that you had pot roast. And we just said, Hey, send us what you really served for dinner. And seven people did in very yeah. thorough, like yes, wonderful. Very thorough. <laughs> I loved it. And it was so great because I, I honestly didn't know if anybody would, because usually when we announce something like that, we kind of push it hard. We put it in the Facebook group and we we just we shout it from the rooftops and we didn't. So we got um, seven additional listener menus, plus Kelsey, who works on our team, who often we rope into this project because it's helpful to hear what right. other families in different parts of the country are eating. So that was really fun. And we're going to publish all of their menus um, on our blog. And in the show notes, you'll find a link for where to find those. But as we talk through our menus today, we'll also highlight here and there what other moms around the country had for dinner, which I think is really fun. So um, thank you to those of you who saw that one little comment and took the time yes. to write down your whole week of meals. So. Yes, thank you. And I also have to give a big thank you to Kelsey, who does um, keep us like reigns <laughs> us in. And what's the word I'm looking for? Like, She's just like the gentle nudge. Hey, report Against your dinner. Against will. You? Because otherwise I would forget. Like if I yep. got to the end of the week and looked back and tried to remember what I ate for dinner every night, I don't know that I'd be able to remember super accurately. So she checks in um, and reminds us. And then we have, we have fun conversations about, you yep. know, the, the general benefits of pork versus cow and um, just other things. So, And whenever yeah. she nudges us, it always feels like, I am not going to want to talk about this. This was the dumbest right. like cop out of a meal. But then with right. a little hindsight, we get on the mic and we're like, okay, there's something to talk about here. So right. yes, yes, blessings Absolutely. on Kelsey who puts up with us. We're like, oh, why are you asking me what I ate for dinner? <laughs> Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. 
It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right. We're going to travel back in time a couple of weeks and go through the week, dinner by dinner. Uh, but first, just, just a little context setting here. Just a reminder that we have people listening from literally all over the world and that feeding your family, according to your priorities, we've talked about this a million times, Megan, but it, it involves, there's a lot of stuff packed into that. There's mm. economic realities. There's working family realities. There's families with different health or behavioral issues for their kids. There's economic privilege um, and financial struggles. There's just all kinds, there's cultural things that we bring from our families of origin or that we're, you know, kind of finding ways to incorporate into our current family. So just a reminder that this is, we always say this is a judgment-free zone and we, we try to continue that with every episode, but in particular with food, like how other moms feed their families just includes so much that you're not seeing. And by highlighting right. a week of meals, we're not saying this is how you should feed your family or even that this is how we wanted to feed our families right. that week. We're just, this is just, just what happened. <laughs> it's just, there's no, I guess my point is there's no inherent moral value, good or bad in any of these meal plans. Like it's literally just the food we threw at our kids and hoped for the best. So there's my, there's my little um, disclaimer yeah. before we get started. So, Love it. all right, it's, it's Monday and my notes tell me that you made pot roast, but I would like to hear I more. <laughs> well, and so did Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just one of my old chestnuts. Pot roast, um, was from one of my, from part of my new cow. That's part of my part of cow. Thank you, Cal. happening my freezer. Um, I will say that an eighth of a cow took up a lot less freezer space. In our last episode, we talked about um, things in our kitchens that are, you know, not that functional. And I have a side-by-side -side fridge mm -hmm. and freezer. And I don't like that. Typically, the way the freezer is, like, yeah. narrow and tiny. But the way that the um, beef was all packaged worked really well. Anyway, that's just an aside. But, but anyway... We had pot roast and as always pot roast, um, in my family can, or in my house contains potatoes. Um, this time I think I did, uh, red potatoes, like new potatoes mm -hmm. and quartered them and, um, uh, carrots and onions and the kids love it. It is just an easy, if I happen to, if I'm around early enough to put it in early in the day, it is one of the easiest things that makes the kids the most happy. And I, I like love it too. that. And so you just, you do the searing on all sides and then like slow, low, low heat in an oven, yep. in a Dutch oven type thing. Yep. I sear it in the Dutch oven, um, with the onions. And then I, I typically don't put the vegetables until later. Cause I'll okay, have yeah. it in the oven for like four or five hours. Um, so I put the vegetables in like at the last hour. Sometimes I even do the vegetables separately. Cause the kids also really like roasted vegetables and that's another way you can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just very simple. And I put some kind of liquid, I believe I put a beer in it. Nice. Or maybe some red wine that tends to make it nice and tender. I think mm -hmm. it was beer this time. Love but it. Yeah. And I, I bet you really can taste the quality of the beef with a pot. Yeah, roast it like really that. was different. And I, it was, it was a more like, um, kind of dense flavor. I think. Was it leaner? When, was it, was it the was leaner. marbling different too? It was, yeah, it really wasn't as marbly. Yeah. So, you know, with the, with the grain fed, it fattens them up and they get mm -hmm. much more of that marbled look. And this was like a denser, it's only really mm -hmm. way, um, almost gamey. Yeah. In a way, but like in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. I love it. Yep. All right. Well, Monday we had tacos slash burritos slash taco salad with ground beef as the protein. Um, and we, when we do that kind of a meal, it's sort of like the protein is the starter. And then Brian and I usually do a taco salad. Um, and the taco salad would have like black beans and corn and probably shredded carrots and maybe some red onion 
Um, and then the beef, and then you could add cheese. And I like my taco salad with ranch dressing. Um, but you could do like a salsa and sour cream. Like, so we, we do a loaded up taco salad and then the kids will basically make their version of burritos. And it looks very different for all three of them. Violet is a vegetarian right now. Um, which is great. She, it was her decision and she's been great about it. And she's actually a really good little eater to be a vegetarian. She loves beans. She loves like edamame. She drinks milk. She, there's, she consumes quite a bit of, um, protein and, you know, plant-based products, I guess. So it's not just like white bread. Um, so she'll make like an avocado corn and black bean burrito. Reed will do, Reed does a bunch of meat, a bunch of hot sauce, crumpled up chips, and that's it in, inside mm-hmm. his burrito. And Allegra will do kind of what I think would be more traditional. She'll do meat, cheese, some cilantro. That's like her. She thinks she's eating like salad now because she likes a little sprinkling of cilantro and it's green. So, yeah, the kids can do their own thing. And then we'd always have chips on the table and kind of a Mexican night. And then I was also going to mention if you're new around here, you may not know this, but my husband cooks 90% of the dinners in our house. And I always feel a little like I have to explain that. And I shouldn't, but I do. I mean, I do most of the dishes. I do almost all the shopping and planning. I make a hundred percent of the lunches and snacks. I shouldn't need to justify it, but I, I mention it cause I say we a lot, like we have this and and let, let's assume that the we is Brian, unless I say otherwise, because he <laughs> he loves to cook. And I, I do a lot of sous chefing. I do a lot of like planning, prepping, shopping, organizing dishes, all the things around it. But um, he's doing the cooking and, I, and I'm very lucky for that. Well, so. like we pointed out, this is what was consumed. It, it has really nothing to do with what was cooked or who cooked. Right. What. Right. You know, it's, it yes. is the royal, the royal we. <laughs> um, and then Kelsey on our team. I loved this dinner. So they did beer battered fish from their local meat market. She says it's her mm. kid's favorite. Um, I love that. And then she serves it as fish and chips. But she said with literal chips, like Lay's potato <laughs> chips, because teacher on a Monday. Kelsey took it. on a teaching position this year in addition to working part time for us. And she's living that teacher mom life like many of you. And so fish and chips, but the chips were Lay's. So I love that. I, I, it's such a, like a nice shortcut. I mean, to, yeah. and I wonder if her kids really understand that fish and chips usually right. would mean something different. Right. <laughs> it took me a while to figure that out in my, in my life. I wonder so. if they have a deep fryer or an air fryer. I'm, I'm very curious oh. about this beer battered fish. Um, we don't do a lot of frying in the house, but I love fried food. I'm not a, not opposed to that. We just don't. So I'm very curious about the beer battered fish. Hmm. Um, okay. Moving on to Tuesday. What did you do for dinner? So this was the the aforementioned day that um, it got really, really warm. And so my sister-in-law, Jenna, hashtag teacher on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I think I, I went over to her house to, I can't even remember, Clara. Oh, I remember. Clara told me she wanted to have an old fashioned play outside until dark day because it was oh, so nice. And so, so she cute. and her cousin Luna, um, who's younger by almost two years. And so sometimes... They have like a, I don't know, they, you know, Claire's right in the middle between two cousins yeah. and she's the middle one. So she tends to gravitate toward there. the older. So yeah. yeah, there's a dynamic, but they played outside until like we went to the park and they played outside. And so that left Jen and I were like, let's go out. So Jen and I went and um, took ourselves to a local restaurant with a nice outdoor patio and had tenderloin tips with shishito peppers mm. and like a really delicious lemon aioli. I can never say that word. Aioli. Aioli. Yeah. And the rest of my kids had Taco Bell because it was one of those things that they're always begging me for Taco Bell. And I'm always like, no, because I personally of all the fast foods, I rank Taco Bell like the lowest. So I never, ever want to eat it. Literally ever. It doesn't take that long to make a good taco. So I just, there's no point to me. But anyway, they really get into all the like gordita crunch wrap, nacho Dorito flavored this (laughs) and that. I don't even know what it all is. And so that night I was the awesome mom. I just handed, I actually handed them my credit card and let them like put the order in. It was that, I was like, here you go. That's amazing. Do you have a drive through? Do they go get it? What happened? Uh, no, they did DoorDash. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so like they, I didn't even have to be I didn't even have to smell food. the Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean, I we it. live probably like three blocks from Taco Bell. So this is like the kind of DoorDash that will be here in five minutes. Um, yeah. But I just let them take over. I love it. Just made sure they tipped. Was about That's it. what a little sunshine in early March will do to you. Yes. It made me go a little crazy. Yes. Like, like in Bambi, you were like Twitter painted. Yes, I was Twitter painted. Yes. It was like, I, let's go do something. 
Yeah. This is a total side note, but when I moved to the Midwest from growing up in California, I, I remember telling people like, wait, you guys, Twitter painted is like a real thing. Like people get weird <laughs> and funny and and silly when the weather warms up. And I just thought it was hilarious because I it, it seemed like just a joke. But there is a there's a behavioral change and a collective Twitter yes. patient that happens. Everybody that is, is like ready to like throw their coats off and yeah. go outside and do something out of the ordinary. Like everyone yes. is just so ready and it's like the mood lifts and it's, yes. it's fun. It's fun to be. And part it's of. a very yeah. collective experience where like you don't yeah. have to know people. You don't have to talk about the weather or make small talk. You just it's a shared understanding. It's it's really special. Actually, I loved it. OK, well, I think we also had some nice weather um, because we busted out the grill. We were trying to use up some proteins my lovely husband has a thing with filling our freezer with great proteins and then not using them or like deciding to like go to the store and get different proteins. And sometimes I'm like, nope, I want us to come up with a meal plan that uses what we have. And so we did chicken breasts and hot dogs on the grill. We had some sweet potatoes from our farm box that we needed to use up. And we have grilled sweet potatoes before, and that's really good. But I think at the last minute, we just threw them in the oven. So we the, the sweet potatoes were in the oven chicken and hot dogs on the grill. And Violet made herself a single serve Annie's mac and cheese little cup, which those have been good. I really wanted her to get to a point where she could make herself mac and cheese, especially with this uh, vegetarian thing. And I don't mind making a box of mac and cheese. We usually have it around, but she's real weird about eating the leftovers. Like she doesn't like it the next day. So it's very wasteful, obviously. And so these single serve Annie's things have been good. And we've tried a couple other single serve mac and cheese that she can make herself too. So that was Tuesday night. And then Andrea. Quick question our, for you. Yeah. Quick question course. for you. When you roast sweet potatoes, do you always cube or dice them or do you sometimes put them whole in the oven? Um, we always cut them in some form. Sometimes they're more like a wedge or different. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the shape of a sweet potato is so weird. Sometimes you have to get creative with the shape. But um, I've been but, thinking about slicing it and putting butter in it. That's why I'm asking mm-hmm. because I feel like there would be something really delicious about that. And I always cube them or sometimes like uh round them, you know, yes. like you're right. They, they're, it's never going to be even because they're right. oddly shaped. Um, I just haven't really done that, like that I can even really remember. And I know that's a thing. People do yep. whole sweet potatoes all the time. Yep. And I, I haven't, but I would like to check to try that too. Um, cause two or three, two out of three of my kids like sweet potatoes and I think would eat them more like a, like a baked potato. My mom yeah. does it sometimes for herself. Cause she often eats more vegetarian or more plant-based than my dad. And she'll sometimes toss one in for herself. So, um, okay. So Andrea is our listener and a full-time attorney of working mom. Her kids are five and three. So this was their Tuesday night dinner. They did chicken, zucchini, mushroom, and chickpeas. So I love that combination because I forget about chickpeas to do in something like that. And they use the Trader Joe's jarred masala simmer sauce. I have not tried that simmer sauce, but I love the Thai green chili or the Thai green curry simmer sauce. So Trader Joe's has great sauces. And then they had rice and naan, which again was Trader Joe's frozen naan, which everybody loves. Um, and then I love that she broke out what the kids actually ate. So the kids had the chicken and the chickpeas only before the sauce was added, which is totally what, you know, that's par for the course. And they had rice and naan and raspberries on the side. And she said that because she's been working from home, she's actually able to prep stuff earlier in the day, even though she's working full time. And she said in her email that she kind of likes being able to do that. That's a perk of working yeah. from home. So it, the, the meal kind of happened in stages throughout the day. And that sounds, first of all, yummy, nutritious, and easily scalable for little eaters. So I love that one. I do think that, I mean, that whole being able to work from home or being forced to work from home <laughs> thing that has happened over the last year. Um, I'm wondering for how many working moms that's been kind of a dinner game changer, because I think it's ironic that for me, so many of the easiest meals just happen to take the longest. So they're mm-hmm. the easiest to put together and to assemble, but then they, you have to be around to put them in the oven yep. early or to kind of get everything prepped. Don't, they don't necessarily take a longer time beginning to end. They just, it can't be done. Right. All, it can't all be done in an hour. And yeah. um, that, de- that definitely limits you when you're not getting home until six or six 30 at night. So yeah, yeah. yeah I it, love that. That totally... sounds like a really balanced meal, Andrea. Yeah. For you. Well done. <laughs> Um, we said we weren't going to have, there were no, there's no moral judgments. There's no like passing or failing. Oh, on these sorry. <laughs> Andrea, you did it. Something. You just you did something. You fed your family. And by that <laughs> definition, you win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where are we with Wednesday? Um, okay. So Wednesday was one of the nights that week that the kids were with John and I just had a salad. 
Okay. What, so like a pre-made salad? Did you make it? What do you? No, I made it. I So I've been getting better about having salads. I hate um, salad. I So what I've been doing is buying like, you know, and I know we've talked about like if you buy the clamshell thing, it goes bad. So I have yeah. to have like more things going on. So I have now one of arugula and of like mixed greens. Uh-huh. And so I mix them together and I will put like, I think in this case I did tuna, like a pack of tuna. Okay. And just put it on the top and then I'll just add whatever else I have. So sometimes I'll have like leftover vegetables that I didn't get, like um, oh, chopped up um, uh, red peppers that I didn't get all in the tacos the other day. And I just try to hang on to everything. Oh, I've also been doing a lot of um, red cabbage and I don't mm-hmm. know why I, I like kind cabbage, of avoid cabbage. It lasts forever. Like mm-hmm. you can have a head of cabbage in your fridge and like hack off a hunk, you know, every couple of mm-hmm. days and it will last a really long time. But it just adds this nice crunch, and so it had that on it. I think that was it. Maybe a little cheese. Do you? Have I don't a even really do dressing. dressing. Oh, I was gonna ask. Really. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't hate dressing, but I really don't like to bite into a um, a salad with like a big hunk of ranch on it. So unless it's like someone like a restaurant chopped and tossed salad, I often will just do like a squeeze of like lime juice mm-hmm. and like a drizzle of balsamic. That's it. Yeah. I just prefer the flavor and I like to be able to taste everything else. Well, I'm very impressed that you made a salad when it was just you eating alone. Cause that's like it's so hard for me for some reason to like put that much mental energy and emotional labor <laughs> into yeah. feeding myself. I love salads and I love restaurant salads and Brian makes a lot of great salads. So I eat them, but I have a really hard time. Like I just can't care enough to make one, especially if it were just for myself. So well, this um, is something that impressed. took me several years of di- after being divorced and not having yeah. my kids with me several days a week to kind of get good at because yeah. I was the same way. I would just like have a half peanut butter sandwich or something, yeah. like shove toast in my face. Yeah. And that's fine. I do that sometimes still. But like, you know, at some point I've gotten really good at shopping so that I run out of food, mm-hmm. so that I run out of kid food um, when they're not here. And that means if I don't like take the effort to put yeah. something together that's a real meal. I'm really eating scraps. Like there's nothing left for me. And so I'm, I kind of have tricked myself a little bit. Yeah. We are getting the farm box that I've mentioned and there's so many interesting greens and they're so good. I mean, they're like when they have just come out of the earth, turns out like they taste better and beautiful lettuces. And so we really have been trying to use our greens more and in more interesting ways. And I have access to all of them. I agree that cabbage is a great, like to add in for crunch and bite. And yeah, so love it. Well, on Wednesday, we had breakfast for dinner, which if I'm serving breakfast for dinner, like if Brian was traveling, it would be French toast or pancakes and that's it. And I would call it breakfast for dinner or maybe scrambled eggs. But Brian was available and he was cooking. So we had bacon. For some reason, if we have bacon with breakfast for dinner, it feels like special and like a real meal and not a cop out. See, I was going to say French toast feels like much bigger to do to me than bacon. And yeah, eggs, so. I can make French toast like with my eyes closed for some reason. It's one of my staples. So and it, it requires so few ingredients, milk, bread, eggs, whereas the meat part feels daunting to me. But we did that night have bacon, scrambled eggs, toast and fruit. Um, and I also wanted to mention that this was the day there was a giant lizard it in was my so kitchen. Big. It was so they are called alligator lizards. It's called a southern alligator lizard. And there's a reason their tail is as longer than their body. So with their tail, they're like over a foot long with their body is like six or eight inches long. And, and California and Arizona and Texas people, you all know the little lizards that we have, like that are everywhere. They're like, you know, three or four inches. They're tiny and they're really cute. They're on the rocks. This is not those. This is like a completely different species. And I've only seen a couple of them here. And it was in my house all day in, we knew where it was. It was behind the dishwasher getting it out involved like a hairdryer and grill tongs and me laying on my (laughs) stomach on the counter. And like it, this whole operation, we had to like steer it outside. It's too long a story for this podcast, but I did what I wouldn't. Kelsey asked us what we had for dinner. I was like, please remind me that this was also the day that a lizard was living in my kitchen for like six hours before we got it out. So it felt relevant. Well, it was funny because I saw that message between you and Kelsey and I thought, oh, like I'm picturing like a cute little like gecko type lizard. Yeah, we have lots of those. And then I saw your, your your video or picture of it on Instagram. I was like, oh, my goodness, what? That's like a beast. It was. Uh. It was seriously a beast. Um, and we successfully safely got it out without harming it. And the kids were all involved in the in the rescue operation. And it was very funny. So 
Yeah. Well, well, let's share Elizabeth's um, meal for Wednesday, dinner for Wednesday. So she's got two girls, 11 and 14. And then she says her husband and she also care for their elderly parents who live close by. Um, so I'm sure that also has an impact on how they do their dinner planning, right? Yeah. So they had crock pot chicken breast with sauce and dressing. Um, she says that she steamed the broccoli and she steamed broccoli and her husband and she ate that. And the 11 year old had the same meal as yesterday as well, which was the crock pot chicken breast. While the teenager ate a leftover meatball toast, more pasta and raw carrots. I love yeah. everything about that meal. One le- like a singular leftover meatball yep. toast, pasta and carrots. It's like it's just a smorgasbord. It's just an a la carte feast. Yes. And Elizabeth said when she wrote to us that they basically like do a lot of cooking two or three days a week and then kind of do this fend for yourself or like pick. It's still it's still meals that are cooked. They're whole food ingredient meals. But you're just you're piecing together leftovers in creative ways, which I love. And they do care for elderly parents. So yeah. um, this day happened to be like the second or third day when they were using up the prior day's meals, if that makes sense. So I, yep. I mean, I think so many families are in that boat and it's still like 100% counts as a meal when you're just, when you're sort of like pulling elements of the past few days meals. And I, I, I personally, my kids love it when they're allowed a little more freedom of what to choose from. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of pressure put on moms to like have everyone eating the same thing and sitting down together every night. And we've talked about it. Like it's a, it's a good North star, but it's not always reality. So I appreciate that from Elizabeth. Me too. And the things that we think go together, like in a kid or teenager's mind, like yeah. they may think things go together that we just don't um, think of as a meal, but it yeah. all works. It all works. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right, Megan. So by Thursday, your kids were also with John again, right? So did you make yourself another yep. salad? Yep. No, this time I made eggs and put with the rest of the pot roast. So here's mm-hmm. what I did. I took the pot roast and I um, put it in a, like in a skillet mm-hmm. and got it a little crispy, kind of almost like a, the way I do with pork roast Yep. or pork loin. No, pork butt. Sorry. There's so shoulder. many different cuts. Yeah. Shoulder. Yes. Shoulder butt. Um, yeah. Shoulder butt. And yes, it's not actually the pig's rear end. That 
it's important to, to note. Um, but this was the pot roast, the beef pot roast. And I, so I did that. And then I put um, over medium eggs on top and mm. cabbage on top of that. And then I yum. made a crema. Oh, yum. so I, and put the, drizzled the crema over the top. And the so do you just do cheese. lime juice and sour cream? What do you do? Um, and heavy cream. It's about, Ooh. it's about, um, and I don't really, I mean, I just eyeball it. Yeah. I usually do like a big spoonful because I'm usually making it for myself. The only other kid who really is eating it is Owen. And I've been doing it a lot lately because it's just so delicious. Um, but nobody ever seems to like sour cream. And I've been trying to like swing them to sour cream because I think it makes so many mm. um, dishes taste so good. And so one day I made a crema and Owen tried it. And then he was like, oh, so now I've noticed every time I put it out, He'll go for some, but he was not with me that day. So I just made a little dish of it, like one, you know, one spoonful of yeah. sour cream, um, a dr- like a glug of heavy cream and a squeeze of lime. And then I whisk it and taste it. And if it's not quite right, I adjust. Yeah. So I call it crema when I just do sour cream, lime juice, and sometimes a little really finely chopped cilantro. But I don't mm. think I've ever looked up a recipe. I just like to call it crema. So I'm, I didn't know about the heavy cream. I didn't know if that was, that's like a thing you're That was just the recipe that I found. Okay. I don't know. It makes it, no, you're very, probably it, right. makes it drippy and it makes uh-huh. it really drippy. And so you can kind of drizzle it over the top with the whisk, which is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think I might have thrown some lettuce on top of that too. It, it was like a whole thing. I love a good. pile of food like that, like a bowl, like something. Re- yes. Yeah. And I really love a pile of food when there's a broken egg. Yolk yep. Me too. It's the best. It. Yeah. I know you and I yeah. have the same, the same taste buds. Um, that sounds really good. So we on Thursday had shrimp and pasta in red sauce with veggies. But this is another one of those that came together very differently depending on who's eating. So uh, Brian cooked the shrimp on its own, set it aside. Then sauteed a bunch of veggies, just whatever we had. I think there were bell peppers, mushrooms, spinach that wilted down, like a bunch of veggies. Um, For Brian and I, we put it all in red sauce and we use these red lentil penne noodles from Trader Joe's that are my favorite for a non like gluten based. We're not gluten free, but I still like these red lentil penne noodles um, with the red sauce and the shrimp and the veggies and then some Parmesan cheese on top. But the kids would have regular like white flour regular noodles um some of them like I think they all like red sauce okay they probably didn't eat any of the vegetables and if they had shrimp it was like in pieces on the side not mixed together um and then we I think we had run out to the store that day Brian maybe had and so he had one of those big loaves of like really soft French bread um not the hard baguette but the really like squishy on the inside um, and the kids just call that soft white bread and it's like a big treat for them. And yeah. I know that whatever we're serving, it doesn't matter because they're going to eat three huge pieces of soft white bread with a ton of butter and they're going to be so happy and they won't think of it as a meal they didn't like because there was just soft white bread. So, um, I want to mention, um, I have not tried red lentil penne or pasta yet, but I did try that black soybean pasta mm-hmm. from, um, Aldi and I have another edamame pasta. We should do like mm-hmm. a whole thing sometime about alternate <laughs> pastas. Because yeah. I will tell you, I put, I wrote about it on, I did a little story on my Instagram and so many people responded. Like it was fascinating. Yeah. People are think, really into alternative pasta situations. So, you know, I, I agree because I, I don't have any gluten issues. I'm not a, I'm not a no carb or even a low carb eater, but the way I like a pasta dish is so not a about the pasta really it's about right. everything else and I love some good parmesan cheese and I love like all the things that to me it's a very easy substitute that perhaps could bring a little more protein or like yeah. be a little yeah. less processed or whatever so um it, it doesn't just has feel to like be the right away. texture to be yeah. the it to be the vehicle for all those other things yeah. and once you got that down and I was actually impressed but I'll I'll have to try the red lentil and see what I think yeah, and they're a pleasing color. I will say some of the black bean ones are a little weird looking in their yeah. color. I don't know about the edamame ones, but the the red lentil is a is a pleasing color and they're yeah, they're great. Violet really likes them too. She'll eat the she likes regular pasta, but she'll often have both and she'll take them for school lunch the next day. So that's a staple for us. So all right. Well, Gina on Thursday had pot roast with onions, carrots, green beans, and peas, and then bake. She said baked in quotes, baked potatoes in the microwave. But I will tell you, Gina, that America's Test Kitchen, their <laughs> proven method for baked potatoes includes half of the time in the microwave and then finishing them in the oven. 
it's mm-hmm. fast and it also goes gets like the right consistency. So I don't think you need and to baked put potatoes baked- in the oven take forever. Right, exactly. So yes. you didn't know it, Gina, but you're actually doing it the proven method in the microwave. Yes. The test and kitchen then, proven. Yeah. She said, I was going to make homemade crusty bread, but I forgot to start it in time. So I toasted a slice of sourdough for everyone and then sliced strawberries. Um, she said, I was planning that this meal would provide a lot of leftovers, but the meat was a different cut than I expected. And it was tough and horrible. So we threw away the leftovers, which is something I never do. Overall, this meal was a fail. Aww. No, it wasn't, Gina. No. It just was a meal. I bet those baked potatoes were great. Yes. So there you go. Yes. And who doesn't like it. sliced sourdough bread with I know. dinner? It's fine. Yeah. Bread solves everything. All right. Uh, how about Friday? So Friday was like the day before Clara's birthday. And so John was going to be going out of town. So we kind of did like a little pre-birthday celebration mm-hmm. um, with all the kids and John and I. And so we went to Chili's and I had oh, fajitas. Nice. And I don't even know what the kids had. They had whatever they had. They had Chili's food. Um, I believe Clara might have had a burger and William had chicken and waffles, which I didn't realize you can get at Chili's. And I don't remember what Owen had. I used to really like Chili's of those of that. Those type, like the the low and mid range. Yeah. 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 Well, they do have they've got like, you know, they've got fun margaritas and they've got um, some good. They've got some good basic Tex-Mex. Yes. And I think their fajitas are solid. So, yep. I agree. I always thought the food, I, I feel like that was a staple for Brian and me when we, before we had kids, if we were going to go somewhere like that, it was probably a Chili's. And then even when yeah. the kids were really little, I don't remember what they ate there, but it was an occasional family outing. So, uh, well, Friday night we were, we went, we left town on the Sunday of this week for our little mountain adventure. So by Friday I declared it clean out the fridge night. And we also had a, some frozen convenience foods that I wanted to get eaten. So we had some frozen egg rolls randomly from a couple of weeks earlier. Brian had made a homemade Asian soup that was really good, but he wanted to serve it. It was for Sunday dinner with my parents and he wanted to serve it like with something. So he bought frozen egg rolls and we had some frozen mini pizzas. So we got out all the like frozen convenience food, cooked them in the oven. Um, and then I think we put out hummus and carrots or probably sliced some fruit for the kids. On Friday nights, the kids usually eat in front of whatever program they are watching. And I put a like picnic blanket down on the floor of our bonus room and they eat in front of the TV. And they have been doing that since they were like, I don't know, like two, four and six, like these little things with their little plastic plate sitting on the floor looking at a TV screen. And that's just I feel like I have pictures. Like I feel like I remember you putting pictures of that. Yeah. Somewhere. I can yeah. see their little faces looking up. Yeah. Yep. And the dog is always like, we always have to keep the dog on a leash or now, now right. there's a door actually that we can close, but cause the dog will go sniffing around, but they've always picnicked on the floor on Friday nights. And then we just do whatever. So that was a clean out the fridge night. And those uh, frozen egg rolls were darn good. If I do say so myself. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like there's some good frozen situations. Um, were, those were all from TJ's. Uh, the egg rolls weren't, they were from Vons, which is our like big box grocery store. The mini pizzas probably were, but Trader Joe's has awesome. And frozen frozen food in general has come a long way. Like you can find some good stuff. Yeah. Well, and actually Lizzie, um, our listener who has a three-year-old and a 14 month old, Lizzie is the listener we ran into in Nashville on the street. Oh, Lizzie. Lizzie. So that That baby is 14 months old now. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because she was pregnant. (laughs) I know. Um, Lizzie's a vegetarian. The rest of her family isn't. And they did frozen pizzas also on Friday night. Um, the kids was a Trader Joe's Bambino's frozen pizza. And then she and her husband used the cauliflower pizza crusts from Whole Foods and put a bunch of veggies on top. Um, and they, she also put steamed broccoli on top of the kids pizzas. So you can take a frozen convenience item and, you know, jazz it up a little. Yeah. And elevate it as they say. And I'm going to also say that I have had a few, cauliflower pizza crusts recently that were darn good. So I think if the toppings are good, it really, they can really, you can pull it off. Now, did you have it at a restaurant or, or where someone in a home? I have had, um, I have had twice at restaurants, but one was homemade there at the restaurant and one was from a box. Like one was from Mm -hmm. a mix. They told us that it was, yeah. Um, I haven't, but I'm very intrigued. I I would, I would like it. I just haven't. And, oh, sorry. And I would say special man friend has also made me one that had cauliflower in it, but it was also a ton of cream cheese. So I wouldn't, I mean, yes, cauliflower was like the, the substitute for grain, but, right. um, but there was, it was very time intensive. Like it took them a really long time and there was lots of cheese in it. So yeah, it just tasted like a really cheesy pizza with 
cheese crust, basically. Yeah, right. Like a cheese like piece a of structured sandwich. cheese yeah. crust. Interesting. Yep. All yep. right. Are we on Saturday? We are. Um, so that was Claire's actual birthday. And we had um, John and Jenna's family over. And I made a huge taco salad with all the fixings laid out with my, you know, cow. And um, let's see, just we had like everything, you know, salsa, avocados. Yeah. We had so uh, does your cow, tostadas do you get and ground beef. Uh, Yes, your tons cow? of ground beef. And okay. it's in one pound, like yep. little tube portions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Do you like um, black beans in your taco salad? Do you do like pinto um, or red beans? Especially if I'm, if I was, if I was serving like a lot of people, I would probably do a lot of beans because it just helps go, you know, it helps stretch yeah. it. And sometimes I would even mix the beans in. My kids all really like black beans, but that day I did not. That day I just did, um, I just did beef and cheese and a lot of vegetables. Okay. So. My, my, we eat taco salad a lot. And so do my parents and my parents put kidney beans in with the, they rinse them and stuff from the can and then mix it into the salad part of the mix. And I, kidney beans are the only bean I really do not care for. Now it's fine if there's a few mixed into my taco salad, but I really prefer black beans in my taco salad. I would never put a kidney bean. I know. In a taco salad. I think a kidney bean is like for a soup or a chili or something. I agree. I agree. I've done pinto beans. They're fine. Um, but black beans are where it's at. I know. I know. And that's the final word. I'm dropping the mic and walking away. I know. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's fine, but I uh, black beans. And I didn't know if maybe that was just me. Maybe other people were putting red beans yeah. or pinto beans or other beans in their taco salad. So. Uh, let's see. So Saturday, we still hadn't left for our trip, but we were still we were still kind of cleaning out the fridge, but less about the frozen convenience food. Um, but we had enough potatoes to do baked potatoes for the kids. And I, I think potatoes are the through line of this yeah. whole episode, actually. Um, I feel like I'm having a renewed love for all potatoes. I don't know if it's because like carbs being bad was such like a pervasive thing for a while. And even though I don't I don't think of myself as a low carb eater, I just wasn't buying and cooking a lot of potatoes. But we've just been doing First of all, all three of my kids like baked potatoes and the fact that all three of my kids like them and you can put different things on them. It's a great meal for us. And we often pair baked potatoes with a fish night for Brian and me because the kids might have a little fish, but they're probably not going to eat very much of it. So then they get a big loaded baked potato and we'll have fish and some potatoes. But I also you mentioned red new potatoes. I love those like quartered up and done like in the skillet or the oven. I'm just a fan of potatoes in general. Well, and I moved away from baked potatoes, which were definitely like my my entry level potato, my starter potato, yeah. if you will. Um, and then I really went hard toward little potatoes because they're yeah. just easy and they taste there's so the, the flavor is more dense. But I still like if I was gonna go out to a restaurant and get a steak, if you're not gonna give me a baked potato with that steak, forget <laughs> it. You could just take it right back. I don't yeah. want it. So it's so funny. It, yeah. And and actually, even mashed potatoes are so much easier to make than you think. And I only yeah. think of mashed potatoes as when you have to make them for 25 people at Thanksgiving. No, and it's, it's, yeah. it's very labor yeah. intensive. But if you wanted to cook three baked potatoes, if you're cleaning out your fridge and you had three potatoes, um, baking them and scooping it out and adding, I mean, you can make mashed potatoes with anything. You can do butter. You can do butter and yep. cream cheese. You can do sour cream. You can do milk. You can just you can do And cream. you can just smash them up. You don't even have to truly mash them if you don't want to go through all that right. effort. You know, they and don't that, have to be like whipped. Exactly. In the end. Ex- yeah, exactly. And my kids think that's really special because they they associate mashed potatoes with, you know, like more special meals or a restaurant or something. So anyway, I guess back to Saturday, um, Brian and I had the salmon and our potatoes were actually like the smaller potatoes that we did, like in a skillet, almost like almost like breakfast potatoes with onions mm-hmm. that were really good. But we had the baked potatoes for the kids. So um, fish and potatoes, basically. And then let's see. Do you want to do Liz? Yeah. So she says she was feeling uninspired, Liz. When she was meal planning, so she picked up Stacy Billis's, our friend Stacy um, from Didn't I Just Feed You? Yep. Her book, Winner Winner Chicken Dinner. And I remember interviewing her when that book had just come mm-hmm. out, like early pandemic time. So that made me happy. Um, and so she planned all their favorites, mac and cheese bar with ki- with chicken, used up the chicken leg quarters that they had pulled out for, I never know how to say this, Aro Con Pollo? Aro Con Pollo, I think. Do they, in Spanish, do you pronounce the Z? Yeah, you pronounce Arroz almost every. Pollo? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that we need. You know, I took four years of high school Spanish, and this is what it gets to me. Um, <laughs> and then onions, peppers, mushrooms, and broccoli. That sounds really good. And now I want to go check out that cookbook and get some ideas too. I know. I can't believe I don't have Stacy's cookbook. I'm. That's like I really. 
every time I see it, I'm like, I need that cookbook. I'm going to get it. Um, Are you intrigued by this mac and cheese bar, though, with chicken? Like, I'm picturing, do you think she made a big pot of mac and cheese and then people could add meat? Yes, and that's veggies? what I think. Mm-hmm. That's I have not done that. Have you? I feel like it would be a textural nightmare for me, but maybe I could get used to it. Okay. I don't like for me, mac and cheese is a side dish and I would yeah. not want to add anything to it. I don't even really like fancy mac and cheese is like at restaurants when they add bacon and stuff. I'm like, right. no, I just like yeah. mac and cheese all by like I'm a child that way. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a fan of any kind of a bar situation, not just the that kind of bar, but like where <laughs> people can add like a baked potato bar or a taco bar. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by having mac and cheese be the base for this bar where you can add stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very I'm intrigued. intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Well, thank you, Liz. OK, we're all ready. All for right. Sunday. Well, so Sunday I finally made the pork hash because the dang pork had finally thought out by like Friday. Um, and I made my my very um, my standard, my go to. I have You're been off, adding off my off. Talked made, about. Yes. Off talked about pork hash. I have been adding onions and peppers lately. Um, mm. Yellow and red peppers or orange peppers like sweet peppers. And it just gives it a little more something. I don't do a lot of onion. Actually, this time I think I did shallots. Because shallots, you can really cook down so much and they're sweet mm-hmm. and mild. And even kids who don't love onion don't really notice yeah. the shallots. But um, And they're cheap and little and cute. I like them. I like shallots um, a lot. Now, let's pretend anyway. people don't know about your pork hash because we have a lot of new listeners. Okay. So if you don't know about it, so I would um, basically do a low and slow, just like with the pot roast, only for a lot longer. So I, um, I sear the pork in my Dutch oven. Sometimes the pork doesn't fit in my, my Dutch oven and I have to cut it in half, which is always exciting. Um, and sear all the sides and, and, um, and season it. And then I add some kind of liquid. You know what? It was beer that I added to the pork hash. It was wine that I added to the pot roast. Now I remember. Um, and I do like citrus in there. So I'll just have some lemons and limes and Mm -hmm. squeeze them in and throw the rinds in and cook it at 225 for like eight hours. So it's just falling apart by the time you eat it and it's delicious. Um, and then I take it out and I mean, it's like a whole thing, but I take out the, I take it out of the oven, let it cool a little bit and then start pulling the meat apart. And then I, um, in a little oil in the, on the stovetop, I like saute up and saute is not the right word, but you basically crisp up the pork. Yeah. And then I mix that in. Yeah. You fry it. Thank you. And then I, um, and then I add that with, uh, usually I just chunk up the vegetables ahead of time and roast them because it's just hard to kind of get it to all come together yeah. mm-hmm. otherwise. And then I mix it all together and sometimes crack an egg on top, sometimes don't. And it's really mm-hmm. good. Yum. Sounds so good. I bet it's so good as leftovers too. That it's just so, like, it gets better and better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Well, uh, for us on Sunday. Oh, and I wanted to mention, we have that recipe. You wrote it up. Do you remember that? Yes. I so wrote it for Isaac. Ask, yeah. So you wrote it up as if, yeah, you wrote it for Isaac, who was moving away from home. That's right. Yes. And then we put that on our blog. So it's yep. written so that someone who does not cook very much for him or herself can follow right. along. If you don't right. know anything, I mean, it's very detailed. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Sunday we left to drive up to Big Bear. So we we knew we were going to go to the grocery store up there, but we didn't want the pressure of doing it the day, the afternoon we arrived. So we actually packed with us. <laughs> Um, the stuff to make chicken wings. And we've been doing our own like baked chicken wings at home for a couple of years now. And it's another one that all three of the kids really like. And I think a couple of the keys are buying high quality chicken for the wings, like not necessarily the cheapo bag, frozen bag. Right. I mean, if that works and everybody likes it, that's fine. But I have noticed a huge quality difference. There's just more meat on the bone and the, the meat tastes better. And they, there's like lots of nice crispy skin and so we start with high quality chicken wings, the, both the drumettes and the winglets or whatever you call them. Um, and then Brian does them in the oven with some simple seasoning and butter. And so they are mm. they're so good. There is butter involved. And then when they come out, he will toss them in a few different sauces, just like if you went to a wings place. So Reed likes it really spicy. So there's always like a Frank's Red Hot, like super spicy one and then a plain one and then sometimes like a barbecue or an Asian. and it, yeah, it, I think it was a learning curve even for Brian, um, but it's such a go-to now that we call it wings and things when we have wings because <laughs> then we would just serve like a salad or cut up carrots or whatever. So anyway, we brought the stuff to do wings and also a box of 
Kraft mac and cheese, not Annie's mac and cheese, because we were on vacation. And so I we had it. wings and mac and cheese up at our cabin. And it was really nice to have the first dinner uh, up at that cabin, not have to run to the store. We went to the store. I the love that day. like Kraft and Annie's probably take exactly the same length of time to make, but Kraft feels more like vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because Kraft, I think, has totally cleaned up some of their ingredients yes, that would have yeah. been thought of as like, you know, lots of preservatives and this and yeah. that. So it's like, who's to say like the relative health benefits? It's just, right. but Kraft to me is vacation food, Kraft mac and it, cheese, so. I, I think that's so funny. And I just wanted to quickly aside that we had a briefly lived restaurant here that was called Wings and Thangs oh. with an A. <laughs> I love it. So love then it. I don't know, like there was like something bad happened and they had to close down. But um, no OK, so we've got two um, listener yeah. meals to share from Sunday and I'm going to share this one and I'm going to assume this is a Helena because yes, I don't I think, think so. her last name is Bonham Carter. And right. that's the only Helena <laughs> I am familiar with, but I could be wrong. Um, she had crock pot turkey chili with shredded cheese and tortilla chips. I will go like any kind of a like a Tex-Mex Southwest chili with that combination of accoutrement is like sign me up. Yes, agreed. It's such comfort food. And if you have and sour cream and cilantro, yeah, sour cream and yeah. cilantro just makes it come together. Um, I would like I would like to know about crock pot turkey chili. Elena, because my experience with crockpot soups and chilies is that it doesn't save me any time often. I, I really yes. end up usually just using them to keep it warm, which is a good function. But I I I love some crockpot recipes where truly I might just have to brown the meat and then dump in everything else. And I know they exist. I've just never never nailed but that. But my part my of- Dutch oven uh serves that purpose. So yeah. one thing I think about the crock pot is it's, first of all, it's like sitting on the counter. So it's not on your, um, on your range. Maybe that's a benefit or it's not uh-huh. in your stove. Maybe that's a benefit. Maybe it's easier for people to like get into, or maybe you can start it super early in the day and go to church or something. Yeah. And it's safe to leave the house. Whereas you probably right. wouldn't leave a gas range bubbling or something. So yeah. 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 Maybe it's not safe to leave the house. Do other people leave their house with the crock pot on? I do. I leave my house with my oven going. So I don't know. Don't yeah, ask me I, what's safe. I think we talked about this in another <laughs> week of real life dinners. I would too for a short amount of yeah. time. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Lindsay, uh, Lindsay's five-year-old daughter and she together made grilled cheese and tomato soup um, from the America's Test Kitchen kids cookbook. So that's really fun. We're I'm a huge America's Test Kitchen fan. We've worked with them as a sponsor for their kids yeah. um, like subscription box. But we don't have the cookbook. So that's really fun. And also grilled cheese and tomato soup is another like super it's, comfort. It's classic. Mm-hmm. And so classically Sunday. I love it. Yes, I love it too. Okay, well, this was really fun. And just a reminder that in the show notes, we will link you up to uh, everybody who wrote in. We're going to publish their full menu for the week because I think yeah. it's a great way to get ideas. Even the ones that some of us said this was a fail or this didn't work. It's still a great way to get ideas. So thank you to everybody um, who sent those in. And then just a reminder again to check out our survey and help us out with uh, the survey at themomhour.com slash survey or just right through the link in your show notes. Yeah. And also um, we have a surprise for you. We have a special series kicking off tomorrow. It's a three-part series about family travel. And it's kind of there to help those of you who are looking ahead to starting to travel again or fantasizing about it or, you know, just want to dream a little bit about post-COVID travel. Um, That's going to be there for you. So we're going to be releasing episodes tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. And Mm -hmm. I guess that means we'll be talking to you very soon. I know. You'll be tired of us by the end of the week. So, yeah, look for that. The first one drops tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Um, And thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. 
That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Hi everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it. If you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening and leave the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us. And it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.